time is winding down for service members to sign up for the blended retirement system. Army soldiers have some new options for work after service. And the military is continuing to work with those service members who are deemed non-deployable. All that and more in Scott Mossioni's DOD Personnel Notebook. Scott joins me now with details. And Scott, let's start with blended retirement. Are people doing this? Are they taking up the service in in signing up for it, and they don't have much time. Tell us what's going on. That's right. They have until the end of the year. This is something that DOD brought out a couple of years ago, and the blender retirement system basically lets people use their thrift. They put money into the thrift savings plan, the TSP. That's something that military members weren't doing before, and it really helps them out when it comes to if you're not going to be retiring from the military, because if you're not retiring from the military, you are not putting any money in toward your your future your toward your retirement if you you know say are in there for five years this allows you to do that by putting some in towards retirement and the rest going to traditional uh the traditional way of of doing things so they, they have until the end of the year to sign up the originally they had anyone from the first of 2018 if you're a new accession in the military you're going to be getting uh, the blended retirement. That's just, you're in it no matter what. Standard fare. That's right. Now, you had the chance to opt in if you were before that. So you had the chance to opt into this blended retirement system. And they've actually seen some pretty interesting numbers. Um, about 25% of active duty have opted into it. And about 18, 19% of the uh, whole force that includes the reserve and guard have opted into the blended retirement system now DOD's not claiming they want people to do this or don't want them to do it they're not claiming victory or, or no victory anything like that but um you know they're they're just saying this is this may be good for your future but it all depends on your personal preference and what your family's doing all that types types of things well for the diligent saver who's in the federal government the tsp has been a pretty good deal over the decades right yeah i mean the, the tsp is is something that uh you know they report on every month and uh it's it's something that can be a boon for some people so we've seen within the the eligibility for the people that can opt in uh surprisingly the marine corps has about half that have signed up they're way far and above beyond the rest of the services there's about 25 percent for air force and navy and then the army is about 17.6 percent when it comes to the reserve and and guard it's it's single digit numbers high single digit numbers for everyone except for the marine corps reserve which gets 33 percent. so the marine corps did a really good job of getting the the word out on this or maybe it's just better for marine corps uh uh, marines to to do this well they know something i guess other people don't know i've always thought when i hear the politicians say medicare for all I'd rather have TSP for all if you really want to have a good (laughs) retirement. We're speaking with Federal News Network, Scott Massioni. And soldiers, you mentioned, have a new training opportunity for life after service. What's going on there? Yeah, so when you are working within your MOS, your your military occupational specialty, which is basically your job in the military, uh, you're working, obviously, in these areas where you're doing a lot of things that would be training or working towards some sort of certificate. Well, one of the things that the army is now offering is to get your journeyman certificate uh, while you're in the military and a journeyman certificate is basically a craft and trade certificate in a certain specialty that it could be like operating a class one big truck right type of thing welding you know uh, they have 120 different ones believe it or not that are uh, available for people at this point and so soldiers are responsible for going into this website it's called us map they go into the website log their hours their supervisor will then sign off on those hours and then if you are in the military you're saying i'm missing out on all this you know i've been in the military for 18 years and i'm going to miss out well you can go back 
and you can get a thousand hours of training for each year that you've been in the service and that can account for half of your accreditation into the journeyman and uh, that you can get a lot of uh, a really great career with a journeyman certificate i mean that takes a lot of time to get those certificates yeah the world needs good truck drivers need in fact there's a huge demand for them and it needs good welders i was recently looking at a new model put out by a vehicle manufacturer i won't name it (laughs) and they were really touting this new vehicle and i looked at one in a showroom and the first thing i saw was a really bad weld Hmm. because it had jagged edges that if you ran your finger over that weld, you could get cut. Yeah. But, you know, in some situations, the welds not only have to hold, they have to look good. Right, yeah. And that's a real art. Important aesthetics, yeah. Sometimes I I could have been a welder. Anyway, (laughs) so this is then something they can come out of the military with, and these certifications would be accepted by the various state authorities that sometimes regulate and license these different occupations. Right. It's been, it's been all cleared with the Department of Labor. So uh, anyone that uh, get, gets out, they, I mean, it can not only go into government, but you can go into the private sector, do lots of, of different things with that. So uh, a great way for soldiers to make some money when they get out. And also, there's no guarantee that your first enlistment will get all the hours you need. I mean, it may, it may take 18, 20 years to get to where you need to be to get the journeyman, but you can at least start working toward it. And here's a question, a curveball. You may not know the answer. I don't. But barbers in the military, I guess there's different types of barbers. There's the ones that shave heads when you get enlisted or join up. And then there's barbers that are on bases and barbershops that cut everybody from the general or the admiral's hair all the way down. Is that something as part of this that you can take your certification out as a barber? You know, honestly, I I have no idea. But, you know, I'm sure if they do uh, crew cuts, then they'll definitely know uh, how to do that one. Yeah, they can come out and buzz the uh, the civilian heads. (laughs) And uh, let's talk about that non-deployability policy. This has been a big issue. People are either overweight or they have other health problems or mental problems. They're in, but they can't be deployed. Right. And the military is trying to fix that. You've reported on that. What's the latest? So there's a quarter of a million, a quarter of a million soldiers, airmen, Marines that are non-deployable at this point. And they've, they've really shored that up over the past couple months. And it's, it's gone down quite significantly. But the military and, and Secretary Mattis, they put out a, a policy that said if you're non-deployable for a year, then you're going to be leaving. Obviously, there's some exceptions for people who are pregnant or on maternity leave, things like that. But the the point is, is that, you know, Mattis wants an actual lethal army and not only army, a military that's actually lethal. And when people can't be deployed, you know, it's really sort of like a little bit of dead weight. You know, you either have to do a desk job or something like that. So uh, right now, the Defense Health Agency is looking into ways that they can kind of do different types of deployment. Let's say you have an injured ankle, right? Well, maybe CENTCOM isn't going to be the greatest place for you to go if you have an injured ankle, but you could end up going to Korea uh, where it's less of uh, a, a jagged area, less of an area where you might have to be doing running and uh, you know do something over there. So uh, they're trying to find out ways that they can make people deployable without having to kick them out. Um, you know, And we're going to see how this works out. It's something that they're trying to, to just kind of hash out at this point. Well, they do need to be efficient these days. I was thinking about the late President George H.W. Bush, and when Desert Storm happened, the United States had half a million troops deployed in the field. Right Now, the whole army now is only about 400 and some thousand, so clearly we couldn't get a half a million. And so of the 400,000, 500,000 that they're going to have, they need to have, I guess the feeling is, a high percentage of them deployable to get any kind of a sizable force should the national need arise. 
Yeah, I mean, they want to make sure it counts. And and so I'm not really sure at this point they haven't exactly said how this will work. You know, if you're, you know, completely non-deployable, if there's any way that they can find a way to fit you in, I don't know about that. But if maybe, like I said, you have an issue with your ankle or something like that, they may be able to kind of change the way that you go on active duty so that it's not completely... Um, you know, doesn't throw you out of the military and, and just throw you for a loop, uh, as it may do for some people. Well, the issue is, yeah, there's some jobs that are not physically demanding, but right. we sometimes forget in talking about cybersecurity and drone flight training that many, many military jobs are very physically demanding, and sometimes right. that's and, what you got to do. Right, exactly. Federal News Network, Scott Mossioni, thanks so much. Thank you. Be sure to check out his notebook now online at federalnewsnetwork.com.